the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes, because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. And welcome to Education America, where we are taking steps to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Come along with us here every Saturday night on AM 1280 The Patriot from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Where K-12 education is the playing field, and as the 16th President Abraham Lincoln so succinctly stated, he said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. I'm Mark Durkin, joined by my host once again of Liberty Classical Academy, the founder, Rebecca Hegstrom. Yeah, good afternoon, good evening to you, Mark. It's so good to be with you. It's good to be with you as well, too. And it's October, and that means next month school board elections will be happening all across the state of Minnesota. All the way up to Election Day, November 2nd, candidates for school boards in different parts of the Twin Cities Metro will be joining us here on Education America to discuss who they are, why they're running for school board seats, and the challenges that their districts are facing. Yeah, that's right. And tonight, uh, for our first show, uh, really highlighting these candidates, uh, we have two that are joining us for White Bear Lake School District, and both Bill Maher and Luke Mashad are both in studio here tonight, and we want to thank you for joining us here on Education America. Thanks for the Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to see you. So tell us a little bit about, maybe let's start with you, Bill. Um, start start by telling us why you're running for a seat on the White Bear School Board and what you think are some of the key attributes of an individual school board member that would make them a good board member. Yeah, well, I've lived in the uh, White Bear Lake School District mm-hmm. for about 40 years, um, okay. Uh, on a personal note, I have five grandchildren. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, three of them are already in the school, okay. and uh, two of them will be coming up in a few years. My wife and I are very uh, pro public education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both went to public schools, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we really believe that uh, education is a cornerstone of people's future success. Mm-hmm. And they really need to have that early on in their lives and, and get a, you know, the proper fundamentals of their education reading, writing, arithmetic. Uh, technology nowadays, science, yeah. uh, all of those type of elements. I'm a very pragmatic leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a business background. Uh, I'm, a re- like I said, a retired executive um, with a wide range of skill sets and experiences on different boards, uh, presidents of companies and, and various leadership. And I think that I can help use those skill sets and experiences for the district leaders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't remember you saying that you were a former executive. So did you say where you were from? Did I miss that? No, I, I various uh, – in fact, I always kid people. It was kind of a uh, eclectic type of a career. I, I spent uh, 13 years at Procter & Gamble okay. in uh-huh. a number of different uh, positions. 
when my wife and I moved back from Cincinnati, Ohio, we were there for a couple of years. I joined the Minnesota Twins, uh, worked for the Polad family, and ran really? the Minnesota Twins. Really? Uh, yeah, the business fun. operations. That's really exciting. Yeah. That, that, that's for another show sometime, Ramey. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and that was in the uh, the early to early to mid nineties. Um, okay. And and that was a very interesting, intriguing time. Yeah. Um, so I worked with uh, you know the players' unions and. I went through the strike in 94, and so there were some really interesting yep. experiences yeah. there. Yeah, uh, Was recruited to uh, work for Health East okay. and help them business development and branding. Okay. Worked for a nonprofit for a number of years that's actually uh, headquartered in the Twin Cities. And then the last 11 years, I was um, president of one of uh, Taylor Corporation's divisions. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I've got a, a lot of leadership skills and experiences. Yeah, yeah. And and I can see where a lot of them would really play well to being on a school board, yes. um, yeah. ha- especially having negotiated with new unions and things like that. Well, so, I, I think mm-hmm. the thing about, you know, you asked about, you know, key attributes and stuff like that, too. It's it's like you, you have to have a, a business experiences and backgrounds. You also have a, with a board, you have to have a diversity of skill sets. Yeah. Um, if you end up with, you know, I always use the analogy of 3M had seven engineers, you know, <laughs> populating their board, they wouldn't be very successful. Right, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you, diversity is a real critical element, and it, it's about skill sets, experiences, thought processes, yeah. and those type of things. Yeah, good. Yeah. How about you, Luke? Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you think are great attributes in a school board member and why you're running. Well, uh, like Bill, I'm a, I'm a lifetime resident of the White Bear Lake area. I think the farthest I've been away from White Bear is about a mile <laughs> from the actual lake itself. Um, not that it's a contest, but I, too, have five grandchildren. And, and I'm a big supporter. I think we're tied. Yeah, and I, I, I up, I'm, I'm a real big supporter of public education. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that over the last, um, you know, if there's, a, if there's a silver lining to what happened with COVID is that people got a chance to see what was actually happening in our public schools. And we got mm-hmm. a closer look at curriculum and things that were being taught. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that there's enough of a dissent in that that, I, that it was time for people to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, I've had numerous careers as well, uh, but my current career, I'm a, I've been 20 years as a realtor. Oh. And in real estate, mm-hmm. one of the biggest factors that, that my clients look for is the school district. Sure. That they're going to be moving their children into, mm-hmm. and um, we we are really in the area of those White Bear School District are quite mm-hmm. blessed with a number of very strong school districts, um, and I think White Bear should be able to brag right along with those other districts, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the primary reasons I'm running for the board is that I want to make help make some change, yep. and. Um, and get the numbers up and focus on that fundamental core education that will put these mm-hmm. kids on the path to now build on for, you know, the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a good foundation K-12 through education. Right. Yeah, that's great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to shift uh, you know, or really build on what, uh, what Luke was saying. This will you know, be for Bill here. You know, we're seeing images across the Internet and television today. There are contentious exchanges uh, as parents are growing frustrated, that they're growing angry, and, and rightfully so, based on some of the things that they're discovering that are being taught in the classroom and, and a few other things as well, too. You know, why are so many school boards facing public backlash and, and turmoil, if you can add to that thought? Yeah, I think there's multiple issues that are causing that scenario. And I think the school district, school board, 
uh, conflicts are really a, a direct reflection of what's happening in society. Yep. You know, you've got political division across the country. Uh, I, to Luke's point, I, I think the, the COVID situation uh, created a lot of mental health issues. And mm-hmm. people are struggling with that. They're frustrated with a lot of things. They're, they've lost control of some elements of their lives. And, and I think that's part of it. I, I think in terms of the school board, though, if you really look at what's happening, what I'm hearing from folks is that there's a lack of trust mm-hmm. between right. parents and school boards. And so true. Really doing mm-hmm. the right thing for our children. And, and, there, and a lot of it is a gap in communication. Um, that there's really a limited desire to try to understand one another. And that, to me, is is a struggle that I have because people are looking at it, it's like my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Right. It's us versus them, and and it, that shouldn't be. I mean, mm-hmm. we should all be looking at the, the end product and saying, how do we help our children become better people, mm-hmm. be become fully educated, and make White Bear Lake the gold standard for school districts? Mm-hmm. And right now, I mean, we're cutting off public forums. We're we're eliminating the opportunity. I mean, we had five-minute board meeting here a couple of months right, ago. Yeah, I heard before. about that. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and then there's those kind of elements that you just sit there and look at and go, it just people, parents feel shut out mm-hmm. of their uh, children's education. And, and I'm seeing that uh, the, other, the other component of it is I think the other frustration is they're hearing about things that they really feel are their responsibility as parents. You know, the moral standards, uh, you know, Youngsters is, you know, I heard the other day from a parent as I was walking that their 12-year-old son was being asked about, you know, his sexuality and his mm. feelings towards race. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's not a school-based discussion. Right. That's right. a parent's mm-hmm. uh, rela- relationship with their individual children, mm-hmm. educating yep. them, you know, figuring out what their moral standards are as a, yeah. as a, as a family. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and until the school board recognizes that their job is to do education and yeah. the fundamentals – and stay out of those elements, we're going to continue, I think, to have that adversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Oh, you want me to? <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I kind of lost my place That's there. Right. I was so busy listening Bill's to Bill. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was so busy Bill's listening to him. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Luke, in light of increasing tensions that exist, obviously we're seeing quite a bit of this tension between parents of students and school boards. What's the public relations role of the school board, and how how can the current White Bear Lake School Board improve in this area? You know, Bill just referenced a five-minute school board meeting. I don't think that's going a long way mm-hmm. to um, satisfying parents. So, you know, what can they be doing? Well, I think it definitely all goes back to openness. You know, the, the more you can pull the curtain back on the sausage-making, the better off everybody is going to be. Um, currently, the... When elected, um, one of the first things that I will advocate for is is this public comment time that they have. They already have public comment time, but they don't air it. They don't record it or air it. And really? That's, hmm. Yeah, and that's the most basic uh, element of, of free speech mm-hmm. is to be able to air your grievances with yes. your elected representative. Mm-hmm. I think the board also really needs to get back in touch with what a representative republic is. Mm-hmm. That, there you go. That Absolutely. We, we do work as the representative official or the elected official in this whole equation of parent, st- um, student, uh, educators. Mm-hmm. We are the elected official to represent those parents, and um, we need to listen to them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just—I I served on a on another board. I call it—I say I was sentenced to serve um, for 23 <laughs> years on the, on the 
Waverly Lake Conservation District, right. which is a governing body for the actual lake itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a city council for the lake. And with a lake or water and children, a lot of times people aren't necessarily rational in their <laughs> in their arguments. Or they always say fighting. children, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're and they're very passionate mm-hmm. about about their argument. And the board needs to understand that. And the board needs to listen to that and address those issues. And you, I'm not saying that the board is always going to agree with the parents as they're bringing up issues, mm-hmm. but um, they need to at least the parents need to at least feel that they've been heard. Yeah. Yes. And when you have when you when you do cut out this public comment time, the, the, some of the rules of public comment time are that you're a a student, a guardian of a student, a parent of a student, a staff member, or a teacher. And mm-hmm. then if you have your question, it gets reviewed by a group of people. Now, wow. now yeah, I know. And, and, and it was I heard that group, narrow confines. Well, it mm-hmm. kind of cut out mm-hmm. the group that that pays property taxes. Mm-hmm. For, that a third of which every year go. Into that into that pot, mm-hmm. and it, it that's not how you welcome people. It's not how you open dialogue. That's not how you get input from the community that you need. And right. you, if you don't have that, you're, 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 there's just no way you can do your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about local control, the idea of local control, we hardly have any local control left in education, and the school boards are so often used as an arm of the administration or an arm of the union. And as you say, then they're not really representing the people they were they were voted in to represent. Right. And more and more, that control is being taken away at a mm-hmm. state level, at a federal level, yeah. and yeah. And, these, and these dollars are being doled out. Mm-hmm. If you do as you are told, you yes. have law. Yes, uh, yes. You <laughs> drool when yep. I put this yep. here, and and I'll give it to you. So then you they don't, don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. drool, you don't get the money. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, well, with constituents taking a greater interest in school board meetings, um, Bill, why as a candidate is having diverse skill sets, experiences, and independent thought processes for board members so important for an effective school board? Well, I've been on a number of boards. Uh, it, the last one I was on was uh, part of my industry that I was in. and It was a $25 billion industry wow. that uh, we had nine governing uh, members. Yeah. And we had people from different walks of life, different parts of the industry, and that was a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's really critical because when you have different thought processes, different skill sets, people have more of a tendency to, to challenge the status quo. Mm-hmm. They're not using the same thought process. They're not, they're not looking at things in the same manner. Right. Um, if you look at the White Bear Lake School Board right now, mm-hmm. you know, they've got uh, three school teachers on there and... Uh, you know, if, interesting. If, yeah, three if, school teachers out of seven. Really? Yeah. Um, huh. And huh. you know, if you had one, maybe two, you could say, "Yep, okay, you've got mm-hmm. those skill sets." Here. Mm-hmm. But Luke and I are not running to be principal. We're right. not running to be the head of the social studies department. Right. Uh, we're running to be the leaders of the school district mm-hmm. uh, and trying to provide, uh, you know, some perspective and some really. Uh, governance and fiscal responsibility, those are our, our components that we're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And to offer that to the administration and to help them become better leaders. and it, More you know, accountability, actually. It is right. accountability. Yes. And, and, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's a big advocate mm-hmm. that, we're, you know, we basically have uh, put our entire uh, campaign on. We've said fiscal responsibility, governance, accountability, mm-hmm. those are all critical for any organization yeah. to be successful. Yeah. And when I've been on the number of boards, uh, the one thing I've found over the years and I, was that good directors 
say no. Mm-hmm. And I, and I haven't seen that in the in the school board. It's mm-hmm. uh, every vote is like seven zero, and and it's yeah. it's group think. Yeah. Um, and even if it's a good idea, it's okay to say no right. because at sometimes maybe the timing's not right, mm-hmm. and it keeps people focused on what really is important for the school system to be successful and mm-hmm. for the kids to be successful. And I honestly think that that perspective has been uh, diminished over the last few years. I think the focus on kids is somewhat on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And Luke and I had the opportunity to, uh, we were asked to be uh, vetted, mm-hmm. if you want to use that word, as potentially endorsed by the teachers union. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, what, what does that mean? And they sent me 30 questions. And <laughs> not one of the questions pertain to how do we improve children's See? outcomes? How do we yes. in- improve children's education? But a lot of it was how do we increase costs in the district, mm-hmm. add positions, and and do things that really is not the purpose or the focus of a of a school district. Right. And right. You see, at one time it was probably advantageous, of course, to have people that have that experience within the realm of education. But now, because groupthink has been so tainted with an agenda, it's important to have people that are coming from outside mm-hmm. of education to be Correct. able to be right. an independent thought to be able to see things from the outside mm-hmm. and looking in. But it, but if you look at any uh, Mark, and it's if you look at any organization. Uh, you'll see that. I mean, you go to a company, uh, some of the most successful in the world, I mean, they don't have people that are the same mindsets right. that right. they already have in their right. system. They're looking for yeah. diversity. They're look, and, it's, yeah. and diversity is more than uh, gender race or, or gender. race or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. about, you know, what's your Skills. background, what's your experience, yeah. what's your skill sets. And that's really what we're trying. I mean, Luke and I, we have a lot of similarities in our, our life experiences, but we have very diverse backgrounds in terms of leadership and and what yeah. we've done in the business world and, and our skill sets. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we bring different thoughts to the table. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. You know, I, the unions, um, I've said this for a long time, that they they may have started out to be for the kids, although I don't think they ever really were. I mean, if they're really honest, they were there for the teachers, and they're still there for the teachers. And, um, you know, they often, in in unusual settings, they will sometimes admit that. So, <laughs> very. Well, well, I think it's. I think in some cases that happened with the, the Secretary of Education. If yes. you saw that, hey, he was asked by Congress that exact question. Yeah. And he hemmed and hawed because they asked him, "Are parents the owners of their kids' education?" Yeah. He hemmed and hawed on that one. See, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I said, you know, sometimes there is some rare transparency. Mm-hmm. Luke, I want to ask you, in September, you know, several national news outlets were covering some of the grading changes that are taking place in the White Bear uh, Lake School District. I think we're referring specifically to Sunrise uh, Middle School. You know, what do you think of the current grading changes that you're seeing being rolled out in the district? And also talk about the removal of honors classes for middle middle school students in the district. Well, yeah, you just heard about the the recently. In fact, it's not necessarily how we want to make the news in the right. Barely <laughs> district, but on uh, on Varney, um, on Fox News was talking about the changes to the to the uh, Sunrise grading system, and I I, I think rather, I mean, I, it makes excuses. Mm-hmm. It doesn't set examples, and I I, I just. I was asked to watch a um, uh, a video that all of the teachers were watching about cumulative grading and how A's, B's, C's, and D's were were not appropriate anymore because they were racist. Yeah, that's the that's the new trend. Uh, Equity grading, it's called. And mm-hmm. and some of it, you know, like any kind of any of these 
little ideas. There's maybe some little nuggets in it that I did take away from this video that I watched that I thought, well, yeah, maybe this could be applicable and maybe you could apply this to a grading system. But none of it is racist. None mm-hmm. of it. Not, a, not even a single piece of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, can you make changes to some of the grading? Sure. Um, do, we, do we do it based on the reasoning that they've put forward in this, this memo that was released? I just can't see it. I don't and, understand it. And some of the proponents that I've been reading about have said, well, this will be good because if you remove the, you know, the grade F from the equation, it will open up the opportunity for kids to actually, you know, to learn. I don't know. Yeah, and D will, be, D will be the next one. Right. And, right. And, then, and as a straight C mm-hmm, student, mm-hmm. when I was in school, <laughs> right, um, <laughs> eventually my entire, my entire grade book will be gone. Right? <laughs> and so, no, I, I, just, I, I just don't think it's appropriate because there are times when people fail and mm-hmm. people, people do fail a class. And if you get out into business and your boss tells you to turn in your assignment and you mm-hmm. decide 10 days later to turn it in, you're going to fail. Yeah. And right. it won't be a fail. It will be a pink slip right. that you'll right. Yep. And, and that has nothing to do with your education and, and mm-hmm. becoming a strong citizen, mm-hmm. strong individual. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill, also, you know, like many school districts across the state, you know, White Bear Lake is seeing a decline in basic skills among students in writing, reading, and math. You alluded to that earlier in the show. You know, why do you think this is happening, and what needs to change within a district's leadership to create improvements in these crucial areas of education for students? That's a, that's a really important question because uh, it comes down to what's the purpose of a school district? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you look at I, – I really believe that they're really lax right now. There's all sorts of ancillary subject matter that they're addressing uh, that really doesn't help the fundamentals of the individual children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. Last, uh, last month, September, kids got their scores from last year in terms of reading and math and third graders. My oldest granddaughter is a fourth grader now, mm-hmm. so her parents got that. Nice little package came out. You would think that that would have been the focal point of the next board meeting. You know, right. what happened yes. in our district. Yes, uh, but they did. What, you know, again, mm-hmm. as Luke mentioned, the accountability and, and those components talking about it. There wasn't any dialogue. There was zero conversation about these went out to the students and their parents. Mm. What did we see as a district? How did we compare to other comparable uh, districts? How did we compare to state numbers? It, nothing. And, and that just shocked me from the standpoint that, you're not looking at your key results. What are your key metrics? And that's the other piece of it, because when you really look at what's happening, a lot of the key programs are not uh, being accountable because there's no metrics. Mm-hmm. There's no measuring mm-hmm. stick. I mean, how, how yeah. do we measure success? Right. right. Mm-hmm. And as a former coach, I used to, you know, yeah, you keep score. We're not giving everybody ribbons at the end right. of the day. Right. But that's happening now. Yeah, yeah. But as a coach, I used to tell kids, you also need to learn how to deal with failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was coaching girls in fast pitch softball, I said, hey, if you fail seven out of ten times, you're all conference. That's right. If you fail six out of ten times, you're all state. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and when you put that into perspective, people go, okay, it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. It's okay to and, – and most leaders, if you look at the you know, history, they'll tell you that they learn more from their failures than they did from their successes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just a real basic – uh, leadership piece that I think is lacking right now in the school district, not only in White Bear, but I think across the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not letting people learn from their mistakes. We're trying to make uh, 
we're, we're trying to make excuses for him, mm-hmm. and we're not letting him be accountable. And I go back, are we preparing him for the real world? Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody walks into my office projects on Tuesday and they say, well, boss, I'll get it to you a week from Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, that ain't going to fly. No. Right. You know, we, we need to have accountability. We need to have people understand what they're responsible mm-hmm. for and, and work it from there. Yeah. It really sets them up for failure to not introduce them to the real world concepts. Correct. And, Correct. Um, you know, you've heard the term butterflies or creating butterflies and snowflakes rather than, you know, strong people of character that can go on and face the challenges that are going to come their way. And they will. They will face challenges. And if they're not prepared to face them, then we're doing them a disservice in the educational realm. Yeah, and, and so. I, I heard this comment the other day that YouTube was kind of made. They didn't mention Wiper Lake, but they were mentioning middle, Minnesota Middle School. Oh, okay. And the comment was essentially, when are people going to figure out that if everybody is a winner, we essentially have a society of mediocrity and right. losers? Yes. Right. And I think there's a lot of truth yes. to that. Yes, yes, well, absolutely. And it's so much easier to teach these kids that if they're going to – if you fail to turn in a test a few on time, that's a whole lot better than failing to turn in your work assignment on time, mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. you know, um, getting a getting a C instead of a B is a lot better than losing your job, right? Right. Or mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the riding of the tricycle. Better to mm-hmm. fall off a tricycle and and learn mm-hmm. than than the two wheeler that's twenty six inches high. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a good book for people to read is The Coddling of the American Mind by Jonathan Haidt. He talks a lot about these issues um, in that book, the safetyism of parents. So, Luke, with parents growing angry at school board meetings over the quality of education in their children's classrooms, how can a school board member best communicate with its constituents, ensuring that they're being heard and that real improvements will truly be made in the classroom? Well, you know, I guess I'm not seeing quite so much the anger of the quality of education as the as the content mm-hmm. is one of the main things. Yep. Some of the test scores, I wish people were a little more upset about the test scores. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, and, <laughs> I know. And, and yeah. I, you know, quite frankly, as a school board member, I would love to have every single school board meeting packed to the rafters mm-hmm. and have to try and find larger spaces to hold them mm-hmm. so that there was more conversation, more uh, mm-hmm. more input. Because as the school board member, we need that input to make good decisions and, and to to partner with these parents and the educators and do, yeah. do it together. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I guess I'm not seeing quite so much anger at the, at the quality of yeah. the education as the content of yeah. the education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... And as far as you know, when I'm when I'm out knocking on the doors and talking to the people, part of their problem is they get so much information mm-hmm. from the school. Mm-hmm. They're inundated with benign information rather than some good quality information that you could bubble down and really, you know, before it's all just everybody's disseminating something that they want to send out. Mm-hmm. Have some kind of communications control. Right. This mm-hmm. is the emails that are going out. Have, mm-hmm. a, have a strong website presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I commit as a school board member to always have an open ear. Yeah. To listen to great. what people have to say. And again, it's transparency. You yep. will, you will calm everyone if if the if you have transparency in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, good. And we commit to that. Well, we are we are actually at the end here. Do you have a website that you would like to um, tell people to go to today? In yep. two seconds, we will. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> www. 
WBLCAN4SB.org. Wow. And it means okay. White Bear Lake Candidates for School Board. All right. right. Yes, or Google. Maybe you can Google Bill Maher and Luke uh, Mashad. And uh, Luke and Bill, thank you so much for, joining, for joining us, us here today. today. And we wish you the best. And you clearly have a heart for the White Bear Lake School District. And um, that's, that counts for a lot. Please so. get out there and vote on November 2nd. There yes. you go. All right. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.